All right, welcome back to Verdi, everybody. We are back for another episode with Group 2. I'm Eric, I'm the Dungeon Master. I'm Valerie, I will be playing Hopi, the Barbarian. I'm Caitlin, I'm playing Beacon, the Cleric. What's up? God, I love a good cleric. Hopefully she's good. No, I'm a horror, but it's okay. We'll live, or not. No pressure, but you're the only one who can who determines whether someone lives or dies. <laughs> so if the cleric get foes, then you know. Probably find out today whether or not you're a good cleric. Precisely. We might. With my one of two spell slots available right now and <laughs> Alright. Hi, I'm Colleen. I'll be playing Felisa, and she is a druid. Yay! Druids. They can cause havoc. I'm Sprinkle, and I'll be playing Axel Ironhide, your natural favorite neighborhood fighter. All right, so we're going to do a real quick recap. Last time, you guys met Talisa, who is the newest member of your little guard group, and she was actually sick with an unknown disease that is starting to affect other people. And then you guys went to the captain of the guard, or at least your division captain and he told you guys to go collect money from the owner of the lioness tavern in town where the guards like to go and hang out so you guys decided to head on out there and the owner was otherwise preoccupied the, oh, her son the bartender actually brought you guys back to her and that's where we are now there are three guards or what appear to be guards tied to a chair mama is behind her desk there are Five of her employees standing around, and her son is behind you after having just shut the door, and that's where we are now. Are they actually guards? I mean, I know. I shrug my shoulders, but I know. (laughs) You guys are assuming that they are because they are wearing the armor of the guards. How close are they to Ma? They are tied to chairs across the desk. No, how far away is Kelton and our group from Ma? Oh, you guys are th- th- 30 feet. Okay. Kelton is going to then walk closer to get within 15 feet of Ma, so that way his intimidating presence ability activates, and she's going to be <laughs> able to roll a charisma save of 14 to uh, not be scared of Kelton and be intimidated by him. Just existing and being big and scary bear man. Love big scary bear man. Bear man. <laughs> trying to intimidate mama. That's okay. You can he's try. Not, he's not trying to intimidate. It's just. No, no. It's that intimidating presence, that aura happens. of intimidation. Meanwhile, Talisa is still standing, you know, where she was with the door closed and my son behind her. And she's going to say, well, those guys look really uncomfortable. I love how immediately after being told not to talk to anybody or not to say anything, <laughs> they walk into the room and she starts saying things. What my character would do. But. <laughs> That's the good addition of what would my character do. <laughs> there are worse ways that I could go. There are. You said a charisma saving throw? Charisma saving throw of 14. 8 plus my proficiency bonus plus my constitution bonus. Okay, so she actually only rolled an 8. Oh. Now, let me do about the other guys here. Meanwhile, Beacon turns to Salisa and is just like, I'm sure they're there for a reason. Half of her employees are scared. Half of them are not. 
and her son is not. He's been around Kelton a bunch of times. He's not worried about you. After he gets closer, he's going to say, Ma, I'm going to give you one chance to explain what is going on. These? Meanwhile, uh, uh, Elisa is going to do primal savagery for the female. <laughs> Wait, what? She's going to cast a spell real quick. Wait, what? So I'll have primal savagery. Does she have spells? It's a cantrip. Okay. It elongates my claws and makes them all nice and sharp and pointy and, uh, you know, ready ready for attack. Okay. Ma is sitting there. Um, well, standing. She straightens up her back because she was hunched over her desk. Like she had both her fists on her desk and was just leaned over yelling at these guys. She straightens up. <sighs> Good to see you, Kelton, dear. You know that these guards, <laughs> I guess you could call them guards, wouldn't be back here if I didn't have an issue with them. Bacon turns to Lisa and is just like, see, I told you, they're here for a good reason. It's okay. She has a reason. Yeah, you sure about that? I'm gonna kind of rub his knuckles and go, yes, I get that. But they're guards. I am also a guard, as you know. And there are rules against taking guards hostage. And, um, kind of looks like you've got them hostage, Ma. Oh, I absolutely do. So I'm sure there's an excellent reason for that. They need to be not hostages, and you need to uh, pay the money owed to the guard. And, uh, we can all walk away together, and no one has to get hurt. If all you needed was the money, my son could have given that to you. The <laughs> The son's back there like, uh, I didn't even ask. <laughs> like, she's just like, oh shit, I interrupted her for absolutely no reason. <laughs> He's like embarrassed <laughs> at this point. Now I'm sure you all have better things to do than deal with me. And she's going to go ahead and cast a charm person. Oh dear. I mean, we do have better things to do with. We've got the shanked motherfucker outside that we still have to go retreat. We've got the barnacled dude. Oh yeah, is he still barnacled to me? He's not barnacled to you because you found out that the keys were universal. Yeah, and I gave you, I helped you with my key because you fumbled your key, and so now he's barnacled, quote unquote, together to himself, not to you anymore. Yes, to fix that. But uh, what do we? We have to roll something for a charm person. No, she's talking to Kelton specifically. It only uh. affects one person, uh. and. Quick question. Is the barnacled guy, the, you know, the, the, the thief uh, yeah. assailant guy, is he in the room with us? No. Okay. But he's in a bar full of guards. He's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so, charm person, Kelton, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. He's, he's real, real good at those. Best stat, right? Uh, it, it's not his worst one. Okay. Well. Failed. <laughs> Fuck, right? Yeah, so you are now charmed by Ma until any one of Ma's people does anything to you. And you regard him as a friendly acquaintance. And when it's all over, you know she did it. He already did, though. So. He'll, uh, look at him. Yeah, I was, uh, told to get it from you, but if your son can, uh, take care of us, then, uh, 
I don't really see a reason to continue to bother you. I thought you would see my way. Alright guys, let's go! Now, real quick, before you guys deal with this whole thing and wrap this up so cleanly is the way I'm going to put this. Uh-huh. As you go to turn out, she points at Talisa and says, she needs to stay here, though. Kitty oh. Cat doesn't brandish her claws without paying the price. <laughs> Two of her employees walk up and grab you, one on each arm. I mean, mean anything by it. She's new, and she just she didn't mean anything by it. Well, we're just on our way. Yeah, we were just trying to pick up uh, your dues, and uh, I got a whiff of, uh, you know, shenanigans, and I got a little excited. Roll of persuasion check, Beacon. I'm going to give you advantage, because you have the help from Talisa trying to back you up. Okay, persuasion. Persuasion with advantage. I'm so not used to playing not charisma characters. I just, like, looked at my plus zero. I'm like, really? Ooh. All right, so roll twice. Roll twice, take the higher of the two, and apparently add zero. Yeah, I just rolled in that 20. It's okay, so did I. However, she has a plus eight. Yeah, my second one was, I just rolled a straight up 20. She got a 28, so she does not relent. She's like, bring her here. You, go grab another chair. And they escort you over to the chair and start to tie you down, Talisa. Well, since I'm in the process of getting tied up, they'll be like, uh... Uh, guys? Guys? Uh, 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 Kelton was just walking away. Kelton? He he was going to, but then she's messing with this new little baby person. and (laughs) Baby person. I love it. You can't just let the newbie get her ass kicked and uh, not do anything. He's going to stop as she gets grabbed. I was going to let you slide with these three, but you can't take one of mine. Mm-hmm. I think I can do what I want. Unless <laughs> you think you guys can stop me. I've been at this a long time, sweetheart. Well, we are the long arm of the law. Strong arm of the law. One of those two. Uh, definitely not the big brains of the law and looks straight at Beacon when she says that. <laughs> Listen, is there anything that we can do for you that would make you feel more comfortable letting take our little newbie child here with us and to punish her ourselves when we get home. Oh, you want to do me a favor? Is that what you're saying? I know. Are you talking a little quid pro quo tit for tat? Because I'd be down for a favor for a favor. I, 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 oh. Talisa, who has seemingly magically become mute, <laughs> uh, agrees that that would be what's best for everybody involved that we'd like to take care of her own. So, what needs to happen to make that happen? Can I roll another persuasion, or...? Sure. 19, motherfucker. Good. She rolled a nat 1, giving her a total of 9. (laughs) Giving her a total of 9. I have a few people that I need removed from business. Now, I would normally... Just have these problems taken care of myself. But if the strong arm of the law, and she does this like, I'm a weak little helpless thing type of look. If the strong arm of the law will help take care of it for me. There's a few people I need removed to improve my businesses. 
if you could take care of them in the way you see fit, arrest, detain. I only need them taken care of for, oh, probably a day, maybe two. As long as they're out of the picture for a couple of days, they're good. The longer they're out of the picture, the better. I will release your person to help you if you agree to take care of these, let's say, three people for me. Well, Ma, you know I've always liked your tavern best, and obviously I'd like to uh, continue uh, drinking here in the peace and quiet that uh, your bar provides, so I'm, I think we can work something out. She just gives this big toothy grin. Good. I knew you'd see things my way there, Kelton, dear. Bacon just slowly nods, like, yeah, feeling icky, but also, like, in agreement that this is the best of all possible outcomes to save, save our little kitty cat and get the money and be on our way. So Lisa is, like, nervously eyeing Ma Kelton. Ma looks and... at you. As you're eyeing her, her gaze meets yours, and she just says, do you agree, precious little kitty cat? And next time you're near me, keep those claws at bay. I'll, uh, I'll remember that. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we get out of here, guys, now? <laughs> they untie you and let you out of the chair. <laughs> and then Ma looks at her son and says, Connor, take care of these guys. Pay them what they're due and don't bother me next time I say, don't bother me. I think she needs a tan. Now, I have to go visit my lounge to calm down before we finish up with these three. You guys, take them to the back room for me while I go take care of my stress. And she just disappears. Kelton will turn to Connor as they're uh, being escorted out. What did they do? They violated her contract. You know them. There's a bunch of guards that are less than clean. So, yep. Now you guys are working for her, too. So, congratulations. Sorry, guys. I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I, uh, we are at... <laughs> and he hands you a piece of paper that, as he hands it to you, your contract with her is now starting to write itself out for you. <laughs> he hands it to Kelton? Yeah. He is gonna immediately hand it to someone else. <laughs> Whoever is closest in his group. He doesn't care. He's just gonna give it to them instead. Okay. <laughs> oh, because uh, it's writing, yeah. Roll um, a d6. Ones and twos, it's Beacon. Threes and fours, it's Talisa. Fives and sixes, it's Axel. Two. Two? You hand it to Beacon. I'm so surprised. You're surprised? I'm surprised. I'm saying that's a good choice. <laughs> Rigol, are you I'm alive scholar again? The piece of paper. Former scholar, I should say. You've collected protection, uh, I'm going to say protection money, but taxes or protection money or whatever before, so it's not a big deal when they give a little bit of a guff, right? And Ma's a bit of a character. Don't fuck with Ma. She just went invisible on you guys on the spot and just went <laughs> click and disappeared. I mean, I could sniff her raggedy ass out if I wanted to. Yes, this is Kelton's favorite bar. He would like to continue enjoying said bar and not piss off the people who own said bar. Correct. He has, I mean, he has he has his own spot and his own like drinking. Okay, so Beacon on the contract, oh. it even specifies the names for you. 
All right. I have my paper. Okay. There is Leroy Wolf, W-U-L-F, and it actually says owner of the Drunken Fool. Okay. Chang Wu, W-U, literally, who is what you guys actually know as a drug dealer. And then there is another name on there that is Captain Sigurd Bluntenspear, who is a goblin and deals a lot in import-export. You guys get a lot of goods from him in and out of the city. He may or may not be even in town, <laughs> but you need to make sure he's not in town and taken care of for at least the next two days. Leroy Wolf is a Hunson. It gives you these quick bios, and Shang Wu is actually an Urson drug dealer. Usually found in the northern part of town, and Leroy's usually in the south. Usually at his bar. And then the goblin is, of course, if he's going to be in town, he's going to be at the goblin docks in New Haven. And south, and usually in New Haven, which is sort of south-west, uh, uh, it, yeah, right? It's southwest, yes. So you have two in the south, one in the north. There's enough time left in the day that you could probably take care of one today. If you do one, the other two are going to be trickier. But if you go south, you could get two possibly taken care of today. Well, okay. Because we also still have to run back by the barracks, turn in barnacled guy, mm -hmm. and the protection money. So what is... Here's what we're going to do. I am going to introduce you guys being into the bar scene. You guys have a seat at the bar and actually, in character, figure out your plan. That's a thing. Connor opens the door, he escorts you guys out of the back, and he hands you that contract, which Kelton hands over to Beacon pretty quickly. After seeing those word things, he just hands it over. Us bears don't like word things. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Connor says, there's a, there's a table over in the back that you guys can have to figure out your next plan. And uh, you guys came in with that umbrella elf, right? Yes, we did. Uh, he doesn't look to be out here anymore. Articles. Hope you didn't do anything bad. <laughs> Depends on the definition of bad. Anyway, you see that free four top over there? It's absolutely yours. I'll bring you over some food here in a second. Food and drink on the house while you guys figure out what you're doing to take care of Ma's uh, dilemma. And who has the protection money in their possession? He hands it to Beacon. Oh. Since the contract was handed to you, he also handed the money to you put down that you have the 10 platinum i'm presuming it's actually a banknote for that amount but yes yes it's just going to be a, a a bank note yeah that works basically a check because you know having the i don't presume that she would hand that kind of dough over as dough in Pascali, <laughs> the gotham of the wastes you know yeah that's fair he escorts you guys over to the table and you guys grab seats First round of drinks, what do you guys want? Anything special? I know you want your usual, Kelton. on the house, I wouldn't mind something nice. Okay. How about a fire shot? Sounds good. All right. Anyone else? Round of fire shots? Sure. Two fire shots? Sure. Okay. Three? I'll just take a honeyed mead, sweetheart. Thank you, though. I can take care of that. That's no That's problem. That's why she's so sweet. <laughs> Well, I want to get that nice little warm buzz going without, you know, it really impacting my work. I mean, we are still sort of on the clock, right? Just that little bit of a buzz for me, thank you. You guys are always on the clock. Guards yeah. aren't off the clock unless they have a day off. 
I was going to say, we don't even know what a day off is. Bacon's got two kids. She's she's never off the clock, even when she's off the clock. <laughs> she's just on a different clock. Different clock. There's always a clock. Tick-tock, the dancing clock. Carnival of fools. So congratulations on not having to fight Ma. <laughs> Did we actually get out of that situation better or worse without fighting? That is the question. Well, let's be honest. If Axel had been allowed to talk and was able to talk besides technical difficulties, it probably would have ended in a fight. Let's be real. Yeah, but I don't think anyone wants that fight on their hands because she's statted as a rakshasa. My guy's not intelligent enough to really understand that, so therefore it's just somebody to, to meet eat. That's why I only said it right now. So, no. <laughs> and Valerie's over there like, oh god. And I, I'm not kid. used to not playing a charisma-based character when I was like, oh shoot, I have to roll persuasion. Plus zero. I'm like, shit. Okay, I'm just, let's lock this out. And I roll a 20 and a 19, and I'm like, yes! But of course, the next time that I have to roll to hit something, I won't be able to hit the broadside of a barn. But, you know. You guys are at the table. You know you have your three targets. Beacon is the only one who has the knowledge right this second, but you guys also have a map of the city. So go ahead and figure out your game plan, because you have three tasks to do for Ma. And if you want to go catch that Umbral Elf, technically that is an option. You could ignore Mon and go get the Umbral Elf. <laughs> Petty thief for your own life. That's your choice. I mean, technically it's attempted murder as well as petty theft. But yeah, no, Kelton doesn't care about him. So he's more interested in making Ma happy so he can keep drinking at his favorite bar. And we already know that some mystery of... If we break a contract, we go to her secret back room. Probably kind of general knowledge. Uh You don't want to be there. Talisa's been told to keep quiet twice now, so I think she's actually going to (laughs) listen. She listens. Well, when it no longer matters, she's going to listen and be quiet. (laughs) Now when actual discussion is necessary. Well, she also might be a little overstimulated, you know, just getting over a deadly sickness, got stabbed, almost got tied up, so that's, what, three? Uh, Yeah, she doesn't know how to talk about it. Sounds like she had a kinky ride. She's just a baby! No, poor baby. Well, poor baby is about to drink a fire shot. She been illegally allowed to drink. (laughs) She's not legally allowed to be with us either. In order to be a guard, you have to be legally allowed to drink based on your own race. So, yes. According to the bar, yes. But she's, like, newly eligible. Like, you know, she's, like, one of those, like, I'm just turned 21. I'm going to drink. The fire shot. That sounds like fun. Let's do it. (laughs) And then two steps, she's face down in the dark going, what happened? And then, you know, if she won't feel the stab wound or the sickness. So, nothing could go wrong with this plan. All right, so let's recap what we have to do here now, boys and girls, shall we? Tom's gonna turn to Bacon and go, whose faces do we have to smash in? Our little Elfie friend, he took off, um, as far as we're aware of. Um, But, I mean, he was in a room full of guards, so perhaps somebody else saw him, you know, manacled and took care of him for. We, We can only hope. Um, the fellow he stabbed outside, he was stable, uh, and I hope somebody took care of him, too. I think our biggest, 
biggest problem we really should worry about for our own sake and the sake of anybody involved is this contract. Now, uh, as, I, as I understand it, as I read it, um, the three people that she she has in mind for us to uh, detain in some way for a few days at least, we've got uh, the owner of the drunken fool, Leroy Wolf. Uh, he's usually at a pub in the south. Uh, there's also a uh, Sigurd Bluntred Spear. He he's a goblin captain. Uh, you should be in the southwest near in New Haven if he's even in town. I mean, we could find. You know, we're lucky enough. He's he's out of town, so we might not even have to do anything. But he's kind of in a similar similarly direction as our uh, Hudson fellow, right? Right. And then, uh, oh, Sheng Wu. This one should be, well, both easy and hard. He's usually found in the north. Big hunking bear of a fellow. So, big hunking bear of a fellow. He's in, but shouldn't have any trouble, you know, finding reason to that one. Uh, trying to find reason or probable cause for owner of the drunken fool might be a little trickier. Um, and, you know, goblins, goblins as goblins do, right? Yeah, I mean. They change the tax code in this town literally every morning. So, you know, they have the wrong mark on their crate. That's reason enough to import for a hot minute guy. But what do you all think? Where should we head to first? Should we try to get the get the the, the elven fellow or uh, the contracts? I can just kind of look around the table at everybody. All like nervous, like flitting back and forth between everybody, like like I don't want Ma to kill us. <laughs> like I have kids to return to. I don't want to die. Hilton <laughs> is uh gonna give his two cents. Uh, the drug deal is probably gonna be the easiest. Hunt him down and take care of him permanently. Get him locked up. Be the quickest way to take care of that issue. The uh, Leroy fellow is probably at his own bar. That would make the most sense. Easy enough to shut down a bar, especially if they're uh, illegally serving minors. As Axel glances over at the kid. <laughs> Lisa just kind of, do-do-do-do-do, oh, look at that, crack. <laughs> Axel's only question is one thing. Am I allowed to kill any of them? The drug dealer? Probably. I doubt he's going to come quietly. Bet. Probably should not go willy-nilly killing ship captains or pub owners that's looked down on, even for guardsmen. This is Pascoli. People go missing every single day. True. We're trying to, you know, uphold some type of order or something. That's what they told me, at least, when I signed on. <laughs> oh, you actually listened to what they said? You signed my paycheck. I just nodded my head and said, okay. Bacon's looking more intently at the contract. Well, another thought that occurs to me is that it doesn't state specifically that we have to be the ones to do the detaining, just that we're responsible for their detention, for them getting out of the way. So we could always find somebody else to task for some of these so that we could knock them out all in the same day. Um, That, you know, if we just say let our captain know when we go to turn in the protection money that we have intel on the ship captain that needs looked into uh, or uh, uh, the owner of the drunken fool and that, you know, 
we need other guards sent their direction to, you know, like we could divide and conquer in that regard. Um, and then we could be free to go deal with the drug dealer on our own um, or vice versa, that we could head south and hit those two at once and kind of smoke out the drug dealer by sending intel of, hey, we need somebody to track this little smeg head down, right? Right. And have him detained for us to then subsequently um, take him out in one way or another. Uh, am I making sense? And she just kind of furtively looks between everybody again. I do think we do need to turn in this uh, this little banknote first. I think that's first priority. Probably going to be a good mark on our uh, records when we uh, turn in this uh, drug dealing ring. Getting the uh, shipments in from this uh, goblin uh, captain and uh, selling them at that bar. It's, uh, it's a good thing we caught it in time and uh, definitely going to uh, make the captain happy or something. Look, I haven't gotten to smack anybody, really, so I'm just itching to smack someone. So point me in a direction. The captain can be happy? Mm. The captain can be happy? That sounded like a question. (laughs) That's a question. I mean, she did charm him. (laughs) In in no way, shape, or form going to uh, come back (laughs) to bite us in the ass at any point. Us? No. Her? Yes. I do like the connection you made of, like, oh yeah, you know, turning this... Drug smuggling ring with the drug dealer that's, you know, getting them on the goblin ship. <laughs> Being sold in the pub. Yeah. Take out three birds with one stone. Wrap it all in a nice pretty bow. Can we put the bow on the cat's head? <laughs> Get the drug dealer first, and then if you happen to find drugs in the other two places, circumstantial evidence to uh, corroborate our uh, hot tip that we got. <laughs> Definitely not, you know, guards painting evidence. Because that never happens in twisted backwater societies. Like, we're actually like, we have to like set this up and that it's actually like that these people aren't, you know, (laughs) bad (laughs) on their own right. And who's to say that Ma isn't actually worse than either of these, any of these fools? Uh, Not Kelton. Nor the DM. Somebody could slap a law on any sentence that they want to and say, this is a decree of the land. And be like, yeah, this is the new law. Bitch, please. That's you sitting there wiping your ass saying, I just want all the money. So we're in agreement then when we want to turn in the banknote and then go north after the drug dealer. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, that is what I think would be the best plan. Anyone else is welcome to come up with something and we can discuss. Well, my plan is choppy choppy and the kitty's plan is basically ooh sparkly. So I'm pretty sure that's probably our best bet. I think she's, uh, she's napping? <laughs> she got drunk off two sips and already passed out. Oh, no, the drinks haven't arrived yet. The drinks are showing up now. So Connor shows up with four drinks, one of which is a stein of honeymead. The other three are on fire. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Actively oh, oh, oh. flaming. He sets each one in front of you and says, there you go, drink up. <laughs> And uh, let me know what you guys are planning to do about Ma's problems when I come back. She wants a progress report. We literally haven't even left the building yet. <laughs> yeah. She's stressed out. But we have to give her our plan. Yes. <laughs> she wants your plan before you leave. She's giving you a table and free drinks and free food. She wants a plan. 
So, how are you guys going to drink these fire shots? Traditionally, I can tell you how people drink it, but you can drink it however you want. How is it traditionally drank? Traditionally, people blow out the fire and then drink it. That's what Kelton is going because he knows fire is hot, and, and he'd like himself to not catch on fire because he's a very furry guy. That's fair. Since Talisa's kind of, you know, disassociating because she's tired, you know, there was a lot of she, remaining quiet. She's just going to lean up to it. like I'm just going to stare at the fire till it goes out on its own? No, she's just debating on playing with it with her very long, sharp claws. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> you really don't want to know what Axel's going to do. Are you just going to slam it back right now on fire? The kitten's staring into the void. I'm going to blow that out and in the same motion throw mine back in a wild mouth open maw. Without blowing out the fire. Without blowing out the fire. Fantastic. Who's that straight across from Axel? I'm going to say the mom of the group. Oh, oh. you bitch. Fantastic. You fast enough. Fantastic. Beacon, I need you to roll a dexterity saving dexterity. throw. DC 13. Did, did, did he just... Did he just... Uh... 18, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so... I'm rolling good tonight. He downs this drink. You know how fire shots are supposed to be taken. You know what happens if it <laughs> isn't taken that way. He drinks it with the fire and accidentally blows a small little firebolt at you. <clears throat> you dodge out of the way because you knew it was going to happen because she's been around the block enough. She's 150 years old. She learned something. Giggity. Notice dodge fire shots. <laughs> So when you drink it, not blown out, whoever's across the table from you would normally take a D6 fire damage if they fail their deck save. And then I look at the cat after that and sit there and say, there's your pretty fire. And she's just sitting there pouting. And she's just going to be like, it's gone. It, it, it's gone. You, it's just, I have nothing to stare at. It's gone. So, like, why? Why? She goes and she pulls it closer. She sniffs it. Kind of licks it a little bit, and she's like making a, like, a, oh because, you know, it's just a baby. And this drink is 180 proof. Yeah. So it's uh, 90% alcohol, which is why it stayed on fire for so long. And she's gonna take, get a little bit braver and take a, a actual sip, and she's gonna be like, nope, 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 and then put it back. <clears throat> and then Kelton will pick it up, and he'll shoot it. Fantastic. I was just about to say, and he's going to slam back hers, too. <laughs> you both <laughs> reach for it at the same time. Oh, if you're both reaching for it, I, I need both you both to roll. The gun. <laughs> yeah, both of you roll a dexterity check and oh. see who gets to it first. Just a raw dexterity. See who gets to it first. 14. Yeah, that's a whole lot of nope. That's a four. Elton thought about it first. Grabs the shot, just pounds it. Kelton was thinking about it as soon as she ordered it, too, because he was like, there's no way she's going to take that shot. I'm going to get two shots. This is great. <laughs> Axel's original thought was, well, if she doesn't drink it, he could always either shoot it or dump it on her. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what a police's response would have been if it was dumped on her. She'd be like, eh, eh. Bacon's just, meanwhile, just taking little light sips from her, her honey me. So we have to turn in a plan to Connor. We need to turn in the note to the captain. We should probably tell the captain something when we turn in the note so that we're then given free reign to continue this uh, 
contractual quest of ours. Go north versus the drug dealer. So we need to know what we need to say to Connor and what we need to say to the captain. Uh, if we wanted to, uh, so to speak, send the search dogs ahead to the uh, goblin ship and the drunken fool, or if we wanted to just let him know that we have a lead on a drug smuggling ring and we need to follow this lead, that is the thing I need to determine next before we leave the pub. Is do we do which 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 is the better course of option? Which which is so that? So what I'm hearing is the factor of we go to Ma. We're supposed to get the money. She's getting money from somebody who owed her money. Found out this little tidbit of information along with the protection money as a thing of good faith. And now we're gonna go take care of it. Okay, done. But it's a question of do we want to take care of all three parts of our contract ourselves, or do we tell the captain, hey, go and um we heard there's issue with the drunken fool and this particular boat. Go go send people ahead for us and we'll meet up with them after we, you know, follow this lead, or if we're just going to take full responsibility, so to speak, and be like, hey, we're following this lead. We'll let you know more information later, you know. And uh, as we said before, the the um, if drugs is found from the drug dealer at these places, you know, am I making sense? The only way that that is going to happen is if uh, we take care of it ourselves, if you know what I mean. I was going to say, if we get other people involved, it's not going to go pretty for us because then we're not going to have control of the situation. Fair enough, fair enough. So what do we tell this Connor fellow? We'll tell the captain that we're following up a lead that we were tipped off by Ma after retrieving the protection money, yes? As you say the word protection money, right then, one of your fellow guardsmen, uh, just a Nagani, light green scales, slender build, walks up, puts his hand on Axel's shoulder, looks at Beacon and says, you guys have her protection money for the captain? I'm headed right back there. I can go ahead and take it for you guys. Uh, how much, uh, is it just like a banknote type of thing, or yeah. is it... Yeah, it's just a check. I was going to say, as a reaction, can I literally wrap my arm around him and have him face first onto the table because I don't know who's touching me? Uh-huh. I will let you do an opposed athletics check against him if you really want to do this. Nobody touches me without me knowing. Yeah, it's just you're in a guard bar. It would be a fair assumption to assume it was a guard. But if you want to do that, you can. His past, also minor town. That's fair. You have shit coming out of the dark. Do you understand what is in the dark? (laughs) Hey, you know what? That's fine. If you want to do it, oppose athletics. Let's go. Bet. Uh, That's a natural 20. That's fine. Well, he got a seven. (laughs) Um, Does Beacon know this poor Nagani? Is this a guard that we would recognize? Kelton and Beacon recognize him. And as soon as you flip him around and pin him down, you recognize him, Axel? I'll let him go once I recognize him. It's just a factor if he touched me unknowingly. He puts both hands up. and He's like, sorry, bro. I I didn't mean to, to startle you. I'm just trying to help you guys out. Appreciate it. You know not to sneak up on Axel. You've seen him in the ring. Come on. You know better than that. That's why my hands are up. You see his Axel, Axel's face is literally like twitch, 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 twitch. <laughs> um, what's this guy's name? Make it up. He's a Johnny. <laughs> Got this. 
NPC generator. Activate. <laughs> His name is Gallister Laronwell. There you go. Gallister. Alright, and we trust this Gallister well enough? I mean, he's a fellow guard. He's been a guard long enough. You have no reason to explicitly doubt him. Is the way I'm going to put it. <laughs> Do I have to roll a fucking perception check or insight check? I mean, you guys can if you want, but you don't have to. I mean, <laughs> you guys have a rapport with him. It's whether you guys believe him on general principle or not. <laughs> I'm about to, if we're about to hand over a 10 platinum note that we are contractually responsible for to the captain. Put it to you this way. If it doesn't get to the captain, then that just means he's dinner for me. Oh, oh, that's that's a good plan. Yes, Gallister, no. since you're headed to the captain, you can turn it in for us um, and let him know uh, we are we're busy following a, a lead that we got in exchange for um, turning getting this protection money. That we're just we'll be back at the barracks uh, before nightfall, ideally. If not, first thing tomorrow. How's that sound? Okay, okay. Just I guess put it in my hand. He's still laying on the table because he's not moving because he knows Axel could kill him in one blow. And and you know this has to go straight to the captain, yes? And that you won't deviate from handing it to the captain? Because I, I would hate to think that um, Axel would have cause to be mad at you. Yep, I will hand it to whoever who needs it. Yep, nope, yep, mm-hmm. I will hand it to who needs it. Captain. And she hands him the the banknote and gives him a little... Little pat on the head. Little, you know, like, okay, son, you go now. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the help. He rolls over and books it straight out the, out the <laughs> bar. Slithery little That's bastard. So, there's one problem resolved. Look at us. Uh, Solving problems already. <laughs> it makes my head hurt. I know, I know. You, you want to beat somebody up. You'll get your opportunity here very soon, sweetheart. Mm. I know it's been it's been more than five minutes. I know, I know, but you'll be fine. It's all good. It's all good. We'll eat our food and then we'll we'll uh, go ahead and head north. Huh? You guys have the plan of going north and then going south to deal with Leroy after that. Yes. Okay. The plan is up down repeatedly. Okay. So you guys are gonna go deal with the drugs. And then deal with the bar, yeah. and then deal with the shipping guy. Nope. The drugs and the shipping, because they're both in the north. No. Drugs are in the north. It's the only thing in the north. The others are all in the south. New Haven's in the southwest. Okay, yeah. Drugs first, then everybody else. Okay. Yeah, drugs first. It'll be a big J on the map, essentially, is drugs, then bar, then... I mean, or we could do it as... Oh, weird L and hit the boat. North on the way. Got it. We could also try to find out if the boat is even, like, see if anybody here knows, or anybody you know, try to feel out if the boat's even in harbor right now. If anybody wants to try to see if anybody would have that information here. We already know how me talk to people goes. I think if that was something that would be knowledge known in this particular bar, Ma would probably already know it and not be sending us to take care of it. Fair enough. I just don't want to ask people things. I'm not a very personable bear. Well, uh, someone is so drunk and butt should know something about the captain, Alvin, dude, right? 
perhaps. All right, so Connor comes back with your food. You didn't order anything specific. He just is bringing you guys, like, a big plate of everything. Sampler plate. Yeah. Glorious food. And he puts the whole plate in front of you, stands back, crosses his arms, and says, so what's the plan? The plan is to eat. (laughs) No, no, no. The other plan. How are we going to deal with Ma's dilemma? Well, we're, we're headed north to take care of approaching this Shang Wu fellow. Um, and then after that, because obviously, you know, it seems like this drug smuggling of the drug dealer, the, you know, um, the shipments on the goblin boats and them being distributed in the drunken fool. I mean, obviously we need to, we need to shut this down one way or another. So we'll take out the drug dealer first and then assess, uh, taking care of the, the, the boat and the pub um, within the, you know, very, uh, within the law, sort of, sort of way. Um, uh, Makes yeah. good sense. So, look, let me make sure I tell her right. Shang Wu, Leroy, Sigurd. Sounds about right. Um, so we should, we, we should be able to take care of Shang Wu before nightfall. We might not be able to get to the the boat and the pub in this, um, but it's... Well, do your best. Ma wants it done promptly, you know that. Oh, for sure, for sure. This time tomorrow, we should have this all neatly wrapped up with a pretty bow. Good. I'll go tell her. And he just walks away and leaves you to your um, thing. He actually realizes something, comes running right back. Shang Wu apparently has a drug den where he... Or, he meets contacts usually uh, in the sewers below the golden job. Just so you guys have a place to try and actually start looking. Good luck. And he runs away again to go tell Ma. I mean, I'm stuffing my mouth, so I can't exactly talk. Yeah, you and Talisa are both doing that. He wasn't after a recognition or acknowledgement. He just told you guys the information, hoped you heard it, and left. I'm writing the. Shang Wu, and actually probably in character to Beacon being a former scholar, is probably writing that down in her little, uh, her little log. It's like, oh, okay. The good news is, is the golden job is only maybe half an hour north of where you guys are at right now. 45 minutes tops. So it's not very far. So Shang Wu, you can get done pretty quick with any luck. So we eat and then we go. Okay. If anybody has anything else they want to do. If, if you guys need to roll a hit die for short rest, you can go ahead and take a short rest now. Gonna do that. Got a little bit. Talisa, you <laughs> Talisa, you are 5 out of 10. I would recommend you do that. Because you're about to go into a drug den. <laughs> Our temp HP goes bye-bye. I no longer have hospitality at this point, right? Correct. Because I use both. I no longer have a hospitality for those temp HP points. And I can no longer, and I'm only have one. Huh. I only, only have one HP, anyways. Yeah, I, the, um, you and Kelton were pretty okay. Kelton was down by five. You were down by one. It wasn't a huge deal, but I want to give you guys the chance to top that off if you choose. So we just roll a hit die. Yep. So for um, Talisa, you're gonna roll a D8 and add two. You only need five to finish up healing. 
And how many times do we get to do this through the course of a day? It's how many uh, die? You have a number of hit die you can use right now at first level. You only have one. So you don't have a lot, but now's a good time. I may, you may as well use it if you have it. Because yeah. we're probably not going to get another opportunity to use it before uh, next time. Uh, I might as well just go in just full HP anyway. So. Correct. Yep. Okay. I mean, rolling it is a moot point for me right now. Well, the minus one I had had been to the temp HP that you had given me, I thought. It was. Your temp HP is gone, though. A D8 plus two? D8 plus two. Yep. So I'm back at full. Ten. Even though I only had one Sweet. Last. So you're full health again. So you're back up to ten. All this talk about food, I had to heat something up. So you got hungry. Why. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm on mute. <laughs> no, no, you were good. You're good. I just wanted to make sure you understood to do your thing. So I'm back at full. I went ahead and rolled for it, even though, yeah, it's just the one-off from full. I was just like, yeah, if this is our only... If you want to get to full, now's your chance. You may as well. Kelton, yeah, were you fine. rolling one? Okay. Yep. Did you get at least a five? I got a six. Fantabulous. You're back up to full. I got an eight, and I only needed one. <laughs> so. I, I really only needed to re roll a three, because I got a plus two to my con. So. Beacon, didn't you use a first-level spell slot during... Um... Yeah, I only have one spell slot. I'm aware. Nope, I just wanted to make sure, because I can update it over on my side as well, so I wanted to check and make sure about yeah. that. Yeah. Which part of me is kicking myself, but then part of me is like, well, but then if I hadn't used Shield of Faith when I did, the Barbarian would needing a lot more of his uh, <laughs> hit die right now than he is. There were a couple that you managed to avoid getting hit because of that plus two when you did. So I'm like, ah, the hospitality. I'm like, I'm like, shoot, I don't know. I don't have any more uses of that either, but. Talisa being down at half health without it. I'm like, eh. Like, well, it was all in character, right? <laughs> Nothing to regret. Till you make me forget it. As I look at, what do I have for cantrips? <laughs> yep. Oh, spare the dying. Spare the dying's gonna be nice. <laughs> what? So you guys are gonna go after Shang Wu first. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so you guys. Can we be nervous that you love what we're going to do should we be nervous no you guys have a plan <laughs> oh like nothing to be nervous about you guys have a plan let's follow the plan and execute the plan right that's exactly how plans work <laughs> he, he loves it because he's a dm and that now means he also can plan because he now knows what we're going to do thumbs up all the all around thumbs up all around that's exactly <laughs> why i'm so happy right now y'all have a plan which means i can have a plan not only do we have a plan we have a plan that we've told you Correct. <laughs> yeah. And you agree? The real question would be, what is if we all talked outside of game and sat there and talked and had a plan going into this without telling the DM? That would be awesome. I would approve that, too. The real question is, how would you respond? Improv. The way every good DM does. <laughs> Fast. And suddenly there are flying fish. like <laughs> In the desert? Flying by the seat of one's pants, as one does. Well, considering that last season there was suddenly an impromptu revolution caused by one of the characters at the very end. <laughs> Not announced ahead of time, just kind of happened. It is what it is. 
They say the gods laugh at plans. So do DMs. <laughs> Sometimes the dice gods do too. <laughs> That's why I said, like, I'm rolling great right now, which means that I will not be able to hit the broadside of a barn later. Like, oh, persuasion checks. Fantabulous. <laughs> I don't have any modifier, just rolling blank. Oh, turned out great. Deck save, you know, I rolled literally a 20, a 19, and an 18. So obviously going to be rolling a four to hit later. Or a one. <laughs> I was trying to be optimistic. <laughs> Haven't you learned what that gets you? You guys finish eating and start heading towards the uh, the golden job, right? Yeah, in that general direction. Okay. The golden nut job? Yes. Can I keep my eyes peeled for our poor shanked fellow outside? Yeah, he's not there anymore. Okay. You know right where you left him, so you don't have to really keep your eyes out for him. But he's he's okay. He was stable. <laughs> that whole situation, just under rug, you know. <laughs> like, da 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 that's what we do. We're not playing the good team. <laughs> so as you guys get close to the golden job, you guys see out front a short Avon, about three foot two. He's got tuxedo coloring. So he's black feathered on the back and his wings. And then he is white breasted. Looks a little bit like a penguin. So can I call him Happy Feet? <laughs> you can call him whatever you want, technically. Yes. However, all of you know him. His name is Osmond. <laughs> really? And he has two Hunson flanking him with a sword and shield on, attached to him. Is his last name Cobblepot? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> He's only known as Osmond. Oh I know his happy feet. Does he walk with a limp? <laughs> well, you haven't <laughs> really seen him. Security of Umbrella. <laughs> if we know him well enough to know his name, we've probably seen him around. Yeah. He's not known to limp. But as he approaches you, you notice he's got a slight limp on his left side today. So he does have a uh, a short little Avum umbrella that's blue, like royal blue. Let's say it's around noon right now. And he's like, good day, guards. How are you? Pleasure to see you around. What brings you to the golden job? <laughs> I can't even, can he? <laughs> work today, unfortunately. Mm, you're not here to get work. Normally, we only let mercenaries from out of town come in and get work here. But for the guards of Pascoli, I would happily let you take one of our postings. Some, something like that. Uh, mind if we uh, come inside, check things out? Absolutely, absolutely. You know I run a clean business here full of absolutely polite and wonderful people. And my clientele is primo. Primo clientele. The mercenaries are top-notch. Of course. Of course. If you need to hire anybody to do anything, they're always looking for coin, too. And he kind of nudges your kneecap there, Kelton. All he can reach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yes, they'll head inside. Just point me in a direction. Find the dude <laughs> first before we rip his face off. So as you guys walk in, you're confronted with a wall of... It's literally within five feet of you. So, like, as you guys are walking in, you immediately have to turn left to go into the main bar. But in front of you, you see a wall filled top to bottom with all kinds of wanted ads and job postings and merc jobs and all kinds of stuff. If you wanted to be a mercenary from out of town, this is the place to come because it's got all the jobs that no one in town wants to do or is allowed. 
combination of both. Yes. As you turn that corner and you go into the bar, it is a very clean bar. Absolutely. He wasn't lying. There's a staircase in the back that takes you up to the rooms. He's a bar and in. So he's able to house these mercenaries overnight if they have a job. There is a bartender behind there cleaning and serving people. There are numerous good-looking mercenaries in here. And they're just sitting there having drinks and food, being serviced by waitresses in pure gold attire. Their clothing is made to look golden. And they just come out, they take the orders, and they go back. Osmond walks in behind you guys and is like, is everything good? We uh, we all good here, guys? Kelton is going to uh, look around to uh, see if they can find, see if he can just clock Ching Wu real quick before answering that question. Perception checks for anybody looking for Shang Wu. I'm doing a quick perception check to look for where there might be the sewer access. Okay. Okay. You roll your perception check for the sewer access. I rolled an unnatural 20. Oh, dirty 20s are nice. I got a 15. 15? Okay. Anyone else going to roll for looking around here, or are you guys just going to write on their rolls? What do I need to roll? Um, it would be a perception check, so it's a d20 roll plus your wisdom, and I'm not sure that you're proficient in it or not, so. I got an 18 plus 3, so 21. Axel got a 21? I got an 8. And an 8. You're a little busy looking around at all the food and people, because this is your first time. Shiny. Yeah. It's probably your first time in the Golden Job, because you're from around here. This is a bar for out-of-towners. Axel, you said you got a 21. What were you looking for again? Shangwu? Correct. Okay. So those of you who rolled for Shangwu, you don't see Shangwu. Shangwu's not here. And as far as access to the sewers, there is no access to the sewers inside this building. Inside the building. Osmond walks up and he's like, everything good? Kelton's going to turn and look at the much, much smaller gentleman and go, no, uh, we're looking for someone, something, actually, sewer entrance supposed to be around here ah is it in the building or out back oh it's out back of course why would we have an entrance to the sewer inside that just sounds dirty and unclean that's not clean business and you know i run clean business here obviously want to show us where it is absolutely i'd be more than happy to anyone ever tell you how chipper you are i'm not suspicious no no one ever tells me that thank you you are extremely chipper I appreciate the compliment. And he just takes you guys out the front door, around the back. For a business that involves mercenaries, it would actually make total sense to have a sewer entrance in the building. No, no, no. Our people don't need the sewers to get around. Mercenaries are allowed in town as long as they have a weapons license. You guys are guards. You should know that. And I make sure all of my mercenaries that get a job from here, I check their license first. She's new. She's not quite acquainted to all the rules, laws. He reaches up and pats you on the head. Oh, it's a new little rookie. I love rookies. Rookies are so much fun. And uh, since I haven't attacked anyone... Uh, my primal savagery is still activated, so I still have my very long claws, and I go and pick something out of my very sharp teeth, and I'm like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. She's such a happy little guard. I'm glad she's a part of your team now, Kelton. Just what we needed, a bright, shining star.
star of levity and happiness or something. Well, here's the sewer entrance, and he just shows you what looks to be like a covered basement door down towards the cellar. Now, we store some of our fruits and veggies down here because, you know, veggies have to be kept less than uh, desert heat. (laughs) So keeping them in the basement is a good idea. But if you go all the way through to the back and you take off the can of baked beans that you see, the door will open and it'll let you right in the sewer. You've got a trap door in your veggie stores? Why, yes, it's to keep the smell out. Of our fruits and veggies, sewers are disgusting. That's why I'm not going down there myself. Obviously, no one but your uh, employees know of this and go down there? Correct. In fact, only my chef. Did he have a part-time job as a mercenary? No, 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 no. My chef's a retired mercenary. Uh, What's his name? I just call him Chef. What race is he? Oh, he's an orc. They're always the best chefs. Why, because they can make food out of anything? Yes. They really can. He makes very, very good riding lizard. <laughs> he had to run. But Beacon nods when he says that or- or- orcs make the best chefs. She's like, they do. So with Kalisa uh, being all quiet and overstimulated, she's getting a lot more observant, hence why she's taking up on all these things. The hair on her, the back of her neck starts to rise, and she's like, mm, she doesn't like it. She's chewing on her nails. And uh, 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 before we go continue on our job here and go inspect down there, um, there's there's only only mercenaries go through your uh, your establishment. Of course. Is uh, we're looking for a fellow. Oh, who are you on the lookout for? I'll keep my eyes peeled. Uh, be a person by the name Shang Wu. Ah, Shang Wu. Oh, he's adorable. Cuddly as a little teddy bear. You'll be so happy. When you meet him, he is amazing. He's not my best friend, but that's because I don't have any friends. I don't trust people enough, but, you know. I was about to say, if you say you're besties for resties with him, I will probably fall over. Nope, he doesn't trust anyone enough to have a best friend. Except money, right? He didn't say that either. Kelton's gonna reach down and open the other door. Okay, he says, all right, well, you all have fun, and uh, good luck. Dark down there. I'm guessing there's no lamps or whatnot. Oh no, it's well lit down there because you're in his fruit cellar. There's a few lamps. It's it's sparse enough that those of you who don't have dark vision, which I'm pretty sure is all of you, can still see well right now. So the real question is: is who's going first? Kelton will uh, let you go first because you are itching to fight something. He'll take up the back. I usually don't have brainiac moments. But is it wise for all of us to go down here at once with a door that they can lock from the outside? Oh, yeah, because he had to unlock the cellar. So, no, good call. I may be from a mining town, but I definitely don't like not getting out. Elton has an axe, and I'm assuming the door is made out of wood. That is true. So, Kelton's not too worried about being locked underground. Exactly. If that's the case, and it's not metal, then... I'm gonna do a butt flop down the steps. A butt flop? Cannonball. Oh, you're just jumping straight down all all the stairs? Yup. Oh, fantastic. That's awesome. Roll it real quick. Athletics or acrobatics for me? What is it? Uh, that was a 19. Oh, okay. No, you land on your feet. No big deal. It was only like a DC 15, so it wasn't super hard for you. I have a plus five for athletics, so I was like, yeehaw. Yep. All right. So you guys go all the way down. Roll perception checks for me. 
Seriously? Can I do mine with my sense of smell? Yes, that it that works. I got a one. I even have fucking proficiency in this plus five. You know, fucking rolled a seven. Nineteen. I rolled sixteen. So charisma, which I have zero proficiency. Roll great. Wait, noob user error. Uh, what dice am I supposed to roll for that? I roll twenty. I roll a D eight. Let me re-roll. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and re-roll. You're using the wrong dice. We definitely know you're new at this. It's fine. This is only your second game. Eighteen. Eighteen. Fabulous. Is that on the dice or plus your stat? That's eighteen on the dice. Making it a dirty twenty. So a dirty twenty. Yep. For any ability check you take, your D twenty plus whatever stat it is. Now, I rolled a two plus five. So we knew the dice guides would laugh at me later. <laughs> it just happened sooner than I thought. Kelton, what was yours? Uh, 16. And Axel, you got a 17? 19. 19. Okay. Thank God, because the other one was a natural one. So because, Axel, you were down there first and you were using your sense of smell, you smell fresh fruits, you smell fresh vegetables, you smell all of that. You have the slight waft of sewer, but it, like you said, it doesn't really permeate, so it's not very strong. You got a 19, which allows you to smell the sewer, just barely. There's also another scent on the air, but you can't quite identify what it is. Other than that, you just see a storage pantry, rows and rows of food. Is it more of like a sweet smell, or is it more of like a rancid smell? Rancid. A secondary rancid smell that's not sewer. I'll turn to, I'm assuming everyone else is down there by now yeah yeah yeah. all four of you are down there and you guys are all seeing kind of the only one not smelling it is everyone else i'll turn my head and sit there and let everyone know that all the stuff that i smell the vegetables the fruit making me hungry but there's also another smell that i don't like and it's not the sewer hey he told you right where to go to get to the sewer um if you guys want to go straight through there, that's fine. If you guys want to investigate the room, you can do that, too. It's up to you guys. I'm curious about the smell. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a um, an investigation check with advantage. 21. 21. Fabulous. After searching for uh, 15, 20 minutes, you find that it's coming from the same place as the sewers. And this smell smells familiar. And smells like death. That smelly smell that smells smelly. Yes. It's the smell of corpses, essentially. Lovely. Now I can sit there and understand why he wants to overpower the other smells. Kelton, do you smell death down here? Probably. Yeah. Good bet. Well, after he brings you over there, go ahead and roll perception with advantage on that. That'll be a 17. Oh, hells yeah. I mean, he pointed it out. Like, it's hard not to. It's all I can smell over here. He'll rub his nose trying to, like, get it out. Like a dog trying to get a smell off of his nose. <laughs> as much as I like death, that's not the good kind of death because I didn't cause it. Let's see if I can find you some death to cause then. You know, the good smelling death. Do you guys not just love the smell of a fresh kill? Or is it just me? It's just you, dude. <laughs> My bacon nods along with like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a you thing, but I. <laughs> well, considering I kept you from being it. Which I thank you, but 
Still just you. He hears the tood in there. Megan's like, I'm around the smell enough at the infirmary. Like, it, it's like... <laughs> yeah. Kelton would understand better. He nods. Breathing it in. After trying to get it out of her nose. <laughs> it is the... You can't get rid of it. You might as well just, you know... Enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. So, you guys know how to open this door. So you guys walk right through and you walk into a sewer lane that crosses left to right in front of you guys. And there is enough room to walk one deep along either side. You guys know the way the sewers are set up. It's shallow enough that you guys do not have to swim to walk in the middle. Like it's only maybe about two foot deep. And it's the whole thing is built on a slight incline. So it's always moving water. It's just not clean water if you consider it water considering that's like two-thirds of Kalisa. hey that that's not my fault you made yourself that short i just said you don't have to swim fastball special or up into the water oh oh sorry about that (laughs) at that point i would be like nope suckers and bounce off the wall and sit on one of your shoulders with all the hair raised up from head to tail so you guys have a choice, left or right? Right. You do not know where at this point. You only knew it was in the sewers below the golden job, which is where you're at. Where is the smell coming from? Good, good, good. Kelton or um, Axel, I need you to roll me a survival check for me. Is it using smell? It's not with advantage. It's just survival to no direction is what you're doing. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's using smell to determine the direction, then I... Oh, yeah. No, then you're good. Yeah. Smell. Go ahead. That's a fair point. 19. Okay. But I got a four, so... Yeah. You took too big of a waft that it numbed your nose. All you smell is, is the smell of death up in your face. You think it's in front of you. <sighs> so gross. Feels like when you put peanut butter on the front of the dog. Basically. <laughs> so... Axel, you know it's coming from the right. And you guys follow Axel's nose because he got a solid score. He got a 19, right? Yep. Yeah, you got a great score. You follow it for a couple hundred feet, not very far. And you see an entry on your left and an entry on your right. And following the smell, if you just stay to the right, because you're on the right-hand side of the sewers, if you guys follow the smell and you just keep going and take a right, that's where the smell is coming from. Are the doors labeled with... There's no doors. It's only openings. Oh. So perception checks, and you can look down them to see what's down each, ah. I'm going to say, hallway. You're essentially at a crossroads. You can either go straight or left or right. I had a 15 perception 15? check. Okay. And I'm presuming, because we're one of, uh, we're, you know, um, ducklinging it up. As far as, you know, we're in a straight line, right? As far as, is I, like as, going... far as I know, yes. So are you in the front? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, well, I guess Axel would be in the front, and I'd probably be behind Axel, because I have a reach weapon that can go around. Okay, that yeah, works. Yeah, yeah Talisa is squishy, so Talisa would be behind me with the barbarian in the back. Yep. Sounds like a good plan. I mean, Carol right. did say she wanted to be the butt bear. Uh, are you looking to the left or to the right? Or are you just kind of looking down both? Me? Yeah. Yeah, probably just down both, but they had a 15. When looking down both, you see the left side opens up into a 
a large room. You'd guesstimate about about 100 foot by 100 foot. And there are numerous people in it. The way these large rooms are set up is it's where the bigger runoffs come into from up above. So there's a sewer grate above and it falls down into a large circular pool and then flows out from there down into the rest of the sewers. Um, So this is a large, this is one of the large rooms um, down here. And then to the right, you see, I'm going to call them storage rooms because they're just gated, barred archways. So they're archways that kind of look like they could be in a prison, but it's an arch with the bars down it and there's a gate in each one of those bars. Is anything labeled? No. <laughs> Nothing is labeled. You find the drug den, go this direction. Apparently she lost can Oh. That was all based on my perception check? Or... That was all based on your 15. Yep, there are yeah. people down the left-hand side. Alright, so I kind of indicate to the team, like, got people on the left, uh, storage-ish barred location on the right there. And again, the smell of death is coming from the right, not the left. So the people are on the left, and the guard is on the right with the storage. What guard? Didn't you say, like, guard stop-ish thing? No, uh, like guard bars. Yeah. Oh, got it. So people on the left, bars on the right, and the smell of death coming from the right. How far away are the people? Uh, Closest people are 50, 100 feet. And it's been well enough lit down here that you guys haven't needed a lot of light down here. Every so often it gets a little dark, but it's not super bad. Can we hear slash vaguely see what they're doing since it's a sewer and the whole I would hope it would echoes. So there is some sounds, but it just sounds like um, like a ruckus, a general ruckus. Like you would interpret it as a party. So like cheerful overall or? Overall happy, cheerful sounds. Playing in a sewer. Yes, to the left. But we've got that right with, you know, a very secure. And no sounds. Frame and no sounds. Um, and we're still in a narrow location where we're one apiece. If you don't want to get dirty, yes. And yeah. <laughs> the cleric is not getting in sewer water. No, thank you. We don't have anybody with sanitation either, so. It's 10 feet to get across to the other side of the sewer where there's another five foot walkway. You guys could jump that pretty easily. Well, I see uh, we've got two options. Technically, maybe three. Uh, we could go check out the smell, since, you know, everyone's intrigued by the smell. Or we could go see why people are having such a good time in the sewer. Or we could just turn around and go home. I'm going to jump across <laughs> the 10 feet. You're going to what? I'm going to go jump across the 10 feet. We have to jump across to get to the underground party? Yes. We said that, uh, we could just go home, which means we'll drop her back off at Ma's, and we can all just go drinking. <laughs> He's good with that, so you know. That doesn't sound like a half good idea. Hit her back to Ma and say, "It's okay. We'll rip up the contract. You can keep her." Uh, so left or right? Don't give the option if you aren't willing to follow through. Mm. I tell her that a lot. Well, if I jump the ten feet, that's onto another walkway, so the person behind me can actually come out in and see left and right. Correct? Uh, the person behind you is the one who saw the left and right already. 
But the only way to go to the party is to jump across or walk across? Yes. Well, the only identifier that we have for Shang Wu is that he's an urson and a drug dealer. We don't even know what the fellow looks like. So if we went to go and inspect what's presumably dead bodies to the right, we won't even know if that's who we're looking at. Whereas if we at least go to this uh, little shindig, we probably stand a better chance. <laughs> well, how far? He said it's 50 to 100 feet down the left. How far are the bars to the right? Because I'm assuming the bars are keeping from walking past it. They start 20 foot down. So even if I walked over to the bars, it's not like I can get past them. No. It's, I'm stopped there and looking. Yes. Then I'll walk over to the bars and take a big old gander. So before you jump, you're going to go ahead and take a look down that right hand side, see what's down there? Yes. Okay. You take a look down there and you see creatures inside that are damn near death. They have multiple broken bones and it looks like maybe bone marrow has been removed. Like they're that kind of broken, like straight up someone took, put it over their knee and cracked the bone. Like, and then, like human creatures or like no, monster creatures? They're monsters. They're monster okay. creatures. They're not humanoids. There are a couple of bipedal creatures, but... Are these creatures moving? What they can. Uh, they're they... alive. Okay. They're just... They're basically laying there to die. They're yeah. food for something. They're being harvested. Uh, you say they're being harvested. What... Is there any evidence of them being harvested? Like, how do we know for sure... Some of the bone marrow appears to be missing on the brakes. Bone marrow is what's being harvested from them, is what it appears. Nothing else. Even I sit there and think that's a little dark. Bacon throws up just a little bit. <laughs> uh, tell me about these bars that are blocking this tunnel, part of the tunnel. They just appear to be rusted iron. We just squeeze the cat through, push her all the way down. I mean, I don't know what she's going to do to help them. It would take some pretty powerful magic, like Lesser Restoration, to heal these guys. Yeah, and I'm out of spell slots. You also don't have Lesser Restoration, and you guys aren't high enough level. I think yeah. Lesser Restoration is a third level spell. You guys are level one. Except Kelton. Except Kelton, who's level two, yes. But Kelton doesn't have spells. No, just whoop-ass maneuvers. Yeah, that's about it. So, and even if we broke the locks and let them free, it's not like they're going to get very far in their condition. That is correct. Oh, These guys are fucked up. These guys are fucked up, and they're obviously being used as food for something, and I'd really like to not take away their that whatever thing food source away, because then it'll go searching for a new food source. And that Probably. might be you. Yeah, yeah. You guys straight up see... Um, a boulette, you see a sand drake in there, you guys see some riding lizards, you see a rock or two, like the birds, you see there's just a bunch of creatures back there that probably are mostly innocent, but they're not evil know. by nature, but they would attack to survive kind of things. Why I was going to say, if there's a boulette and a sand drake down there, uh, something has to be stronger than both of those to do that. So even I ain't that stupid, especially with the bullet. That's when I happily turn around and be like, and we saw nothing. Um, and then down the sewers a little bit, you see a, a stray lightning bolt come from the left-hand side and shoot across into the, into the right. And then you hear what sounds to be 
a sort of draconic styled scream. Well, this just got real interesting. I really don't want to mess with a Bahir. So left or right? Well, considering we already looked down the right side, the only other way is left. All right, so you guys are going to turn around and head back to the left. So head to that big party? Yep. Yo. All right, fantastic. You guys go to the go down the left to the big room. Because that's a whole lot of nope. There's about 40 people here, half coked out of their minds. How many of them are first? Three. Those three are sitting atop huge beanbags. Just sitting there. They're smoking a hookah. Just chilling. The one in the middle looks like a panda. And the two on the left look like polar bears. <laughs> um, one of the people walks up to the guy in the middle and looks like he's asking for more. Or asking for something. And the, the, the panda on the left hands him a, a hunk of black um, material. Like, it looks like a little rock from where you're, um, from where you're standing. And by rock, I actually mean like a, a black dome type of looking thing. Have they seen it? If they have, they haven't made any kind of um, correlation. Indication. No, indication that you're even there. Everybody roll perception checks for me. And it'll take me a second to get back over to do so. I got six. Eleven. Am I using my nose for this? Because if not, I'm screwed. I got a ten from Beacon. Who rolled higher than that? No, not me. I got an eleven. Woohoo! And what about Axel Bear? Am I using my eyes or my nose? This is just eyes. Fuck. That's six. Six? Shit. I got a six too. Oh god. Okay. Uh, Kelton, you happen to clock three or four sets of guard armor off on the left hand side in a corner. And yeah, the, the guards here are not clean. <laughs> Everyone has their vices. <laughs> Exactly, right? Guards are no different. They have their vices. As long as they show up for work and don't shut out, I'm fine with it. Exactly. So there's a big party going on. There is a band called the Four Horsemen, and they're playing some, like, oh, let's go ahead and have, um, Kelton, pick a genre of music. Uh, party music? Um, sure. Jazz, why not? What kind? Like, not smooth jazz, like, the, the party jazz. That makes oh, okay. A, a good upbeat jazz style. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the four horsemen are actually one's a Koshkin, one's a Urson, one's a Hunson, and the other one is a um, is a goblin. So it's it's definitely an eclectic mix of jazzy, upbeat music like that. So beyond that, it's just a party. I mean, everyone's out here doing doing their thing. You see them, some people with those black rocks are lighting them on fire and huffing the smoke and tripping fucking balls. Some of them are getting into fights with each other. Some of them are happy. Some of them are playing with lightning. A couple are flying. Are they actually flying or do they feel like they're flying? Oh no, they're actually flying. Just as a reaction. Without wings, they're just flying. I put my hand over the youngin's eyes just for the shiggles. Now, it is fair of you all to presume Shang Wu would be the panda in the middle. I actually said that out of game. I was like, bet it's the panda. It is a fair assumption. Could you be right or wrong? You won't know until you go talk to him or her. Or throw an axe at him. But how do you guys plan to... uh, proceed you have a bunch of drug heads in here and 
these other two. I mean, these these three up on the up at the far end of the room. Well, uh, there's a fire armor over there, so we won't set off any alarms in our armor. No one cares that you're here. They're gonna assume you're here for a good time. Yeah. So, at the moment, there is no assumption you're gonna you're here for any reason. We are there for a good time, just not the same type of good time that they're having. <laughs> I mean, that flying does sound kind of <laughs> cool. So does playing with lightning. <laughs> I was gonna say the lightning definitely sounds fun. But we definitely wouldn't want to necessarily take Shangwu out here in the middle of forty some odd party goers who are all having strangely different uh, effects. I mean, we can always smash them too. Just saying. (laughs) But if there's a way to ascertain Shangwu and convince him to leave, and then we take him out in whatever form or as necessary. So what I'm hearing is you need to act spastic and act like you're high. Go up to one of the stoners and ask them, (laughs) where's Shangwu? I need more. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. Because we ain't sending the kitty in there, because, well... What? We could totally send me in there, because the I could totally just act like a noob and just be like, all flirtatious and shit, and be like, aha, aha, what's your name? <laughs> you are more awkward than me. I mean... So I mean, the one that actually probably would matter? be the most convincingly... <laughs> Alright, I'm doing it! I'm running, uh, um, just before oh, no. I say anything, I am walking... Kind of awkwardly towards, you know, the three urchins to sitting in the high chair, high beam back chairs, and yeah. Um, what are their reactions as I walk off to them? Act like puss in boots, the big goo-goo eyes. The panda sits there and he puts his hands on his rather rotundular stomach and he goes, huh, first time? Uh, uh... Yeah, I was hoping uh, someone can show me, uh, you know, just the things. Uh, I'm very interested. And I had a friend who said, "Are you, you know, sure you're ready for V? Vrox is no joke." I mean, you only live once, right? And she's batting her one green, one blue eye eyes at him. Do a persuasion check. Let's see how well he. Uh... Believes that you're ready for what he's got. So D20? D20 plus uh, charisma, unless you're proficient. Oh, I got a negative one. Ouch. And I have a three. Okay. So I have a two. He looks at his two guys. Get her out of here. She's not ready for V. Wait, wait, wait. I was told you were the best. I... I, I am. do want to try, and, you know, only the best would, you know, help someone out to, you know, try something new. He stands up. He's about seven foot two. Looks down at you. Honey, there is no such thing as good B. Now, I suggest you get out of here and go hit up a Myco dealer. Really just going to turn away a paying customer like that? I'm not after killing people. Good customers are living customers. I would rather you come back after doing six months of Myco before trying my V. Hey, hey, what's your name, by the way? Just so I know the guy who thinks I can't handle my shit. You told me you were sent to me. You must already know my name. So why would I tell you? I want to make sure I got the pronunciation. 
Ah. You know, because I'm... I, I was born and raised the Koshkin, and I'm not very good at pronouncing and other people's names, so I just want to make sure... Uh, Chong. Oh, okay. Your name's Chong? Chong. Chong. Chong? Chong. Chong. Your name is Chong. Yes. <laughs> now, roll perception checks the other three of you with advantage because she got really loud on that. <laughs> not gonna lie, I was even cringing. Uh-huh. 16. 16? Okay. 17. Okay. Yeah, first roll, I got a 21. <laughs> All three of you heard her say the word Chong. Yeah. Chong. And heard him bellow it out back to her. You know this is your guy. Now, get out of here and go do Maiko. It's better for you. And he turns back to sit down. I'll see you in no less than six months. And he just waves you off and ignores you at this point. He kind of saunters back to everyone. He's just like, well, I mean, that's our guy right there. But, uh, how are we going to get him away from all his business? I've got an idea, but nobody's going to like it. The good news is everyone around you has disadvantage on perception checks because they're coked out of their heads. If somebody goes back to that hallway with the cages, the the gates, and um, because if we could get him, lure him there and take him out there by saying perhaps that if we like, if somebody went up to him and was like, hey, somebody's messing with the stock, we lured him there. We could take him out there, if I'm making sense. Whether or not that entails us breaking the locks to those cages or not. I want to free those poor deers. I mean, even if we free them, it's not like they can go anywhere. And it's very, very broken. Fair. Does anybody have a bomb? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody has been given a bomb far yet. But essentially, if we could lure him to where there's a bottleneck and ambush him there. Any ideas on how exactly to do that? Can we go make a bomb? The, uh, the two ursins on either side of him are like the only guards he's got. That is correct. He has no other guards aside from that. Everyone else is a coked out drug, drug head. And the two guards guarding the entrance? There weren't any guards guarding the entrance. It was only the oh. two that were guarding him. Okay, so we have three-ish people to deal with. Hey. Yes, hey. if you were to fight, you'd only have three enemies. Hey, hey, Axel and Kelton, what if you just fastball special one of these druggies? They're not going to fight you and throw them right at the guys and, you know, they're going to get pissed off and uh, we can all kind of run different directions and try and isolate them. I don't think fighting them in an open... Is there anybody small and throwable around? Small and throwable <laughs> other than Delisa? Yes, other than the kitty. There is an Avum who is hovering. He's not really flying. He's hovering and throwing some lightning. But that's the best you got. Maybe a couple goblins in the back who are playing with fire. Like is there any way we can sit there and like direct them so they accidentally throw it their way? I mean you could try talking to a drug head if you want. 
Or if you check the one of the guys that's uh, throwing the lightnings, he's, they're gonna scatter to try and avoid the lightnings when you chuck the, the guy at him. Because, guarantee, he's probably still gonna keep throwing the lightnings because he's high off his barnacles. Is everything barnacles to Talisa? <laughs> Apparently she loves barnacles. I mean, it is seafood. It's a fun word to say. I mean, I do think that he might be convinced of if Talisa leaves the, and then is subsequently shortly after informed that, hey, somebody's fucking with the stock and trying to get to the stock, you know, on their own, he would probably suspect this poor kitty who was turned away from... So basically we use her as an excuse. You with the pole arm go tell them, hey, there's a f- freaking cat messing with our stock. And he's gonna come running, and then me and the other bear, either bull rush or the factor of. Yeah, you two go lay and wait. I could always uh, use thorn whip, snatch him up so, that way, tie him up with my. So let's step outside for a second, and then she'll go down that hallway. You two position yourselves in such a way to be the ambush, and I'll go and deliver the message. Does that kind of sound fair? And I'm saying this practically whispering so that none of these fuckers around us can hear like Yeah, no, you're good. So he's oh, gonna nod and then uh kinda lead Axel to one of the uh I guess Luca thingy and uh pretend to start like taking off his gear, but like having trouble with getting it off. But you know, he's there to relax, guys. And something. All right, so you two are off relaxing at a hookah. Felisa's kind of out of view from the drug dealers, but she's still keeping like a little eye out. So now, what do we do with the polearm person? Then Beacon, you're going to go talk to Chong. So is everybody set up to be the? They are positioning themselves as you're walking up, as if you're headed up there. If they're getting themselves into place to be the ambush and uh, Talisa is out of view, um, Beacon goes up to approach and is very, her usual nervous, you know, hyper nervous self coming up and being like, uh, uh, hey, sir, sir, I, I came to tell you, I, I, I saw, I, I, I saw this little um, Koshka. Uh, Koshkin? Um, I think that's what they're called, right? The, the kitty kitties? Uh, I, I, I saw somebody go and, um, mess with the stock. And somebody told me to tell you that, that you need to, 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 to come and, um, take care of it. They told me to tell you. You're the, you're the, you're, you're the big honcho, right? You're, you're, you're who I tell, right? Strong looks straight down, sees some more lightning in the distance, pokes his two guards and say, go get them. And his two ursins pick up their mauls and start running straight down full speed. You feel slight tremors as they pass you, (laughs) but heavy, heavy footsteps. And they're just bounding down um, down the sewer towards that um, area. So now Shang is by himself, but he's still up on his little hoity-toity platform. Is there an 
another entrance exit um, other than the way we came in? Uh, yes. So there were four ways, right? You guys could have continued straight, gone right towards the, the bars, or to the left to the drug den. So you still had another option. For the drug den, is there another exit? No. In up. The, up. Up? Up. But that's even through flying. There's no actual, like, ladder. Oh, this is going to be fun. Now, while they're dealing with that problem, you seem nervous. Would you like something to ease your nerves? Oh, oh me? Yeah. Oh, I mean... Uh, <laughs> uh, I... I haven't... Oh, not since... Not since college. I mean, I couldn't. He pulls out a vial of clear liquid from his cloak. Says, I think you could handle this. And he hands you a vial of (laughs) E-tears. Have some E on the house. It'll calm your nerves and make you uh, feel more comfortable. (laughs) She takes it. Did you say you take it? No, not that she takes, like, she takes the vial. She doesn't, like... No, that's what I was saying. Was you? You're he just downs it in one gulp. No. It, it, she's receiving it from. Yes, not no, receiving it from. Not actually itself. utilizing it. Yes. I was making sure that he was going to react appropriately because she was actually taking it from him. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, uh, thank you, Mister, uh, Mister Boss, Sir, Mister. Uh. Mister, do you even know who I am? I am the great Shang Wu, <laughs> master of V, the first one to have ever created it. A little bit of a dirty business, but somebody's got to do it. V is now the most popular drug up and down the West Coast, thanks to me. <laughs> also evidence. As the other two uh, guys would have been running out, help would kind of do that. All right, let's go head nod, tackle, and then start heading that way. And not exactly a but indefinitely like a menacing kind of like alright, fuck it up Okay. so the Bash Brothers leave the drug deck are they really called the Bash Brothers? are the Bash Brothers heading towards the uh, two guards that left or towards Shang Wu who's alone and ready to be, you know, escorted out of here yeah, that's a good question are you guys headed towards Shang or are you guys headed towards or are you headed out towards the uh... his henchmen yeah, the henchman. I mean, it happened differently than I expected, but Shangu's alone now. <laughs> yes. Point. Uh, Elton's planning on heading towards the Shangu, uh, but if Axel starts heading towards the henchman, uh, he's gonna stop and go with him. Probably needs to protect him. Uh, speaking of, I am hiding behind the rusty bars. Uh, hiding behind the like decimated creatures that are like okay oh god i want to make sure i got this correct you're doing exactly what timon did at the end of the lion king where zazu saying let me out and you're saying let me in and you're hiding in there with all those creatures and monsters huh okay meanwhile so i still have primal savagery activated i still got my very long claws and my very long teeth that's okay gonna help you so much i don't think you really need to worry about the guards more like the things behind you gonna try to eat you the guards come up to the bars look inside i need you to roll a stealth check for me d20 yep d20 plus, plus dexterity unless you're proficient and then you add your stuff 
What'd you get? Okay. I got a five. A three on the die plus two. Ooh. It's okay. They only got a five to see you, so you're fine. They thought they caught a glimpse, but they're like, nothing seems different. And so they keep looking because they thought they saw something, so they're just going to keep looking. Um, meanwhile, you guys head up to uh, Shang, right? Axel and Kelton? You're both heading up to Shang, or are you headed to the thugs? Kelton is heading toward Shang, unless Axel's like, no, we need to rescue our kitty person first. Yep. Not yet. Well, the question is, is would we even see the fact that she's in danger yet? Nope. So oh, therefore... we, we, we know that she's out there, and she now has two big Urson dudes going out there to Went fuck out there her too. up. Yes. Therefore... You know the possibility, at least. Yes. We know that if they catch her, she's going to get hurt, probably. Are we worried that she can't hide slash run away good enough? She is pretty tiny, though. Well, if they're out of sight far enough, I don't see why we couldn't off them, keep her safe, and then come back. Question mark? It's dimly lit, so you can see well enough, but it's up to whether you guys feel comfortable on Shang's actions to take care of Shang first, or take care of... Who do you trust more? Your kitty cat friend to hide, or Shang to stay there and not get involved if he starts hearing noise come down his corridor. Where are the two Nimrods now? They're on the other side of the gate. They can't, they're not, they haven't come in yet. They're still They're not on. stupid enough to come inside of the barrier. Correct. I mean, I have to keep my track record up. Hey, being dumb is a track record. That's fantastic. I love it. It's not dumb. She's smart, not street smart. Uh-huh. It's intellectual, not common okay. sense. Okay, we'll go with that. She's smart, <laughs> just not wise. Fine. That that makes sense, too. So who do you trust more, your cat to stay hidden or... Taken <laughs> to buy time. Chong to stay out of it. I look back at Kelton and say, which one do we take first? Which one's easier to kill, the fat boy or the two? Fat boy. Fat boy it is. All right. So you guys rush Shang while she's hiding back there, right? Yep. Get a kneecap. All right. One more stealth check from Talissa. Um, no pressure. No pressure. Remember, you get to reroll crit fails. Your ones, you I get to reroll. I get to reroll that. I got a one. You forgot about Lucky. No, I didn't. But that was the first time I got a one, so. Oh, okay. Perfect. 15 plus 2. Uh, 17. That beats theirs, so you hid better this time from them. So you're okay. <laughs> you see one of them start fumbling and reaching for his keys to, to head in. Where's the key located? I want to... It's on his hip. On his hip. Is it, like, yeah. held by, like, a belt? Like, a little carabiner thing? Oh, she's going to sleight of hand steal this shit. Oh, I love you. It's on his belt. If you want to try and steal it, that's entirely up to you. But I will say this. I think that's a good place to stop for the moment. Uh-oh, wait. <laughs> wait, I'm gonna steal the key. Next time. Aww. Oh, Dragon Ball Z. What? No. <laughs> I feel like that's a good place to stop with you guys rushing Shang Yu and the guards about to enter the holding cell full of uh, monsters and beasts. Perfect. My husband just got home. He's like, can you help me get all this stuff out of the truck? So. <laughs> uh. Oh. And Matt's only catnapped, so we're going to try to knock him out. Damn you for cutting it off. Why? I want to kill the fat panda. Hey, you know <laughs> what? 
that's okay because you know what? You'll just have to kill him next episode. I want to steal the keys. And again, you'll be able to do that next episode, guys. Woot woot. In the meantime, follow us on Patreon. Yes, woot. we do have a Patreon. Head on over to uh, patreon.com slash Tale. Also, make sure to follow us up on Facebook. We do have a Facebook group. Search for the Hebridian Tales, and we'll be right there for you. And until next time, have a good one.